Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 55, the Junior Seau, Derek Brooks, and Dikembe Mutombo episode. So some serious legends, some real defenders there. Um, sitting next to me, as always, Big Dill. Dill, how are you? Having a howdy all night. A howdy all night. Yeah. Sure. You know? Love hooting, to hear it. Hooting and hollering. Hollering and hooting. On a Monday night, so... Absolutely. Doge, how are you doing all the way from Cleveland, my man? Doing all right, man. Hanging in there, just quarantining and, and chill. So <laughs> Quarantining, there's no doubt. Sure. It's, <laughs> it's definitely weird. Um, so speaking of that, I'm rocking a jersey for each pod uh, until sports come back. This week, we are rocking the Farragut High, number 34, Kevin Garnett High School jersey. So, shouts out to KG, my boy. Um, rocking his jersey tonight. So, we are brought to you, ladies and gentlemen, by the Cheap Seats Network, home of this podcast and the Pick and Roll Report, Cheap Seats Superior Sports. We've got a great show for you today. In the first half, we're going to be breaking down um, some new White Claw flavors after the White Claw National Championship uh, just happened in our last uh, episode last week with Aiden. So we've got uh, special guest Aiden and Dee joining us here coming up in the first quarter. And then the second half, we have some other special guests, um, Nick and Maya, to talk about a new app called RotoBud, um, which is a uh, you know fantasy sports app. So we'll let them go more in depth about that when they get there in the second half. And then uh, we've got a little special uh, ending here for you on this pod as well. So first thing we have to do, um, as always is warm it up. So, Doge, I will let you go first here all the way from Klee. How would you like to warm it up here? Yeah, so with the absence of sports, uh, you know, always just trying to find other sports content and things to keep us entertained while we are uh, going through our everyday lives uh, without any sort of live sports being around. Um, Yesterday, when we were kicking it off and we were looking for some uh, you know, some, some fresh ideas, uh, saw that it was the 38 year anniversary, um, that Michael Jordan hit the game winner for the NCAA title game for the Tar Heels. Um, but he said that that was actually the birth of him being called Michael Jordan before then he was just Mike Jordan. Right. Uh, but the announcer in the color commentary, as soon as he hits the, the game winner shouts out and Michael Jordan hits the game winner. And uh, I guess from then on, people just started calling him Michael. So people always wanted to be like Mike, but uh, it was that day forward that he was Michael. Yeah, dude. And hi, Keith Goat. The Goat, for sure. No doubt, in my opinion, at least. Um, Dill, how would you like to warm it up here for us? All right, so... I think that you know, with a nice little warm up here of seeing all the uh, all the different competitions and things that people are, or not maybe competitions, but challenges that people are putting on the internet for um, you know this absence of sports. Right. I think it's hilarious the stuff that people are doing, um, or they're capable of coming up with with their boredom and just staying at home with different things and. Did you yeah. see this the thing I sent this afternoon? Speaking of that, the Cat Olympics. No. It's just this guy. He has two cats. This is why I sent it to you. He has two cats, and he puts a row of toilet paper on the ground, 
and they like run and they like walk over it. And then he puts like two levels of toilet paper on and then they jump over it. and then he puts three and then four and then five and like eventually they're like running up to it and they're like and just like skying just over this thing. It's so it. freaking hilarious. So I was hoping you could do that with uh Lou and Izzy at some point. Maybe get some good clubhouse sports for us. Yeah, I might have some kitty Olympics here, I guess. If That'd be they, super uh, funny. If I could get them to, to qualify. Right, yeah, participate. See if we have any neighborhood cats that want to come compete against them. Sure. Have a little cat Shindig. fight. Sure. Just invite them in during the quarantine. Say, hey. What was your, uh, what's been your favorite, though, internet thing that you've seen? <sighs> I don't know if I have a specific right now. I'd have to, it's hard when I'm going through them and just seeing them versus, like, trying to remember something that's distinctful. Yeah. I like uh like some of the, like the pickup lines or whatever like what people are doing like okay like I know sure. this one is like is that a bottle of hand sanitizer in your pocket or are you just happy to see me like it's just like something right. like that like right <laughs> or like uh I don't know I'm trying to get some of the ones I saw but those are like those are funny too like a big list right. of them that I saw right um anything good you've seen on the internet Doge in terms of uh had like with the COVID. I like all the quarantine uh, dance parties that have been going on when people are out on their balconies bumping and then yeah, those are sweet. across the street will start bumping and everyone comes out on their balconies. People throw in like house parties with just their uh, like just their roommates throwing dance parties. Uh, but then I saw one and the animals always get me, dude, where a dog was literally working a DJ table and the other dog was just bumping to it. <laughs> so I, That'd be I so like the funny. house parties, dude, but the dogs always take the cake. Of course, of course. The house parties are, that's sweet though. I know like in Italy, they like have like people who are like professionals, like get on their balcony and give like concerts and stuff. Like, yeah. Cause like, they're like super, super quarantined. Not that we shouldn't be, but they're like on like. I know there's some parts of, like, other countries where they have to, like, have their meals delivered, like, by government officials because they're so, like, locked down and, like, they don't yeah. want to spread it and it's, it's like, so Italy. contagious. Like, I think Italy and uh, some parts of the China, like, in China, but I don't know. We're certainly not looking like that, but um, on the positive of COVID, gentlemen, Marcus Smart is cured, healthy, back in action, so that is great news. Um, Celtics are back in good health. We're all fully quarantined, fully healthy, as far as I, I know right now. So I fully expected this man to beat it because he is like one of the scrappiest dudes in the NBA. But being sick is not something that you really have control over. So um, good to see that he's healthy and didn't, uh, you know, have too many symptoms, I guess, or wasn't one of the unlucky few who you know, seriously has problems with this. So glad to see Marcus is better and hope everyone else who is dealing with this is also better. So with that, with that being said, let's move on to a lighter note. Moving on here to our first quarter, our White Claw flavors that we have uh, with guests D and Aiden. So really looking forward to this. Uh, check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, friends of all areas quarantined, and I guess not if you're not quarantined. We are joined by two special guests. Guests from last week, Aiden Leahy. Aiden, how is the quarantine life out there for you? What's happening? It's good. Checking in from California. Glad to be on my favorite pod. Oh, sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Got to have you back. And then uh, the Warden of White Claw himself, 
Mr. D. Aaron Isaac. D, how are you, buddy? Uh, good to be here. Doing all right. Um, doing my best. Then. I'm just in quarantine time. Quarantine time. Sorry. Right. Best of Right, absolutely. So, um, last week we talked about the uh, 2020 White Claw National Championship. Uh, Mango was the winner. So, uh, this week we're going to be talking about our variety packs that we brought to the table here um, that we think can compete, or some new flavors that would compete in the 2021 National Championship. So, um, we'll go. I'll go around the room. Um, and uh, each say our four flavors, and then we'll pick. Uh, we'll debate on who has the best uh, variety pack from there. So, um, does anyone? Would anyone like to go first? I guess. Any volunteers? I'll pop, I'll pop off of my uh, my first two suggestions here. Uh, on top of Jake Shai, I also have Jake Baker. Um, he gave me a couple of insight on his his white ball flavors. Um, so I thought I, I I can start us off here. If you don't mind? Sure. Go ahead. I'm glad we got that on record. I'm glad we got that on record. We know that you drink something other yeah. than White Claw. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, got, I got taste of the thing. Uh, we'll be honest, White Claw weighs most, but that uh, Green Off Seltzer pineapple is a nice kicker for sure. Sure. It is in their variety pack, so that's the only way to get it. Uh, but it is worth the effort of all the other flavors. And then my last flavor, um, I'll have to say, uh, uh, a nice cucumber flavor. You know, cucumber is definitely speaking to a certain audience, um, but that cucumber is a fresh, fresh kind of flavor on a, on a nice hot day. Um, make, maybe mix it with a little mint, um, and you can get a nice crisp flavor with the seltzer, and it seems appropriate. Mm, I 
would not get that one, personally. Is that your, is that your four there? Or no? That was my four, yeah. So I had a pineapple, cucumber, mint, uh, type mixture, um, strawberry kiwi, as well as Jake, and blueberry, as well as Jake. Okay. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> um, all right, I'll go next since so I took the mature palette. Right. Mature palette pick there. I will go. So here's my. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Um, I'll go with my immature palette here. I kind of took a different twist. I um, you know, immediately after the pod, I got to work. I just got up, got on the phones, got the stats team to work. So I apologize, Doge and Dill. I kind of hijacked them from you this week and got them to call up. And I actually struck a deal with Pepsi. And we have a Pepsi White Claw combo here for some flavors. Like you are Gatorade Pepsi, which is going or uh, Gatorade flavors owned by PepsiCo. Riptide Rush and Glacier Freeze in one half of this pack. And in the bottom half, we're going to have to go with a Mountain Dew flavored classic Pepsi there. And then followed by a Baja Blast. So... We had to work real hard to get these flavors and all the trademarks um, for you guys. So, um, you know, hope, hopefully it paid off. But I think those would all be really great flavors with just like a little extra seltzer in them. People mix them with their um, jungle juice anyway. Half of those, you know, Gatorade and other Mountain Dew as well. So I think those would be good flavors. And, uh, you know, obviously it puts you with another big brand. So maybe you get some uh, drinkers of the Mountain Dews of the Gatorades to try White Claw rather than just your typical seltzer fans. So that was my thought there. Um, but I, like I said, took a little bit of a different take on it. Doge, it looks like you want to... Go ahead. If I'm like a seltzer drinker myself, if I had jumped into that, uh, that boat last summer at the lake, you know, I would have, uh, I would have definitely tried a Mountain Dew flavored alcoholic beverage because, you know, that definitely is a certain crowd. Right. No doubt. Um, Aiden or Doge, still anybody interested in going? I could dive in. Go for it, Dodger. So I, uh, I've got my four here. I know D mentioned it, but I don't think he had the part of his pack. But I would be a a big supporter of the Blood Orange. Sure. I know they've already got the the tangerine, but as we talked about last week, big citrus fan. Yeah. Uh, would love to see a bit of a stronger Blood Orange taste in one of them. Uh, bouncing off of another citrus flavor, a little strawberry lemonade. Ooh. Almost like a Natterday's take on a seltzer, um, but just crisp, refreshing, but also a little bit of a tart kick from that lemonade and the strawberry. So uh, another fresh one would be kind of more of a, a mild flavor, but I'd like to see some peach in there. You know, their sure. peach vodka is very popular, but tossing in a little peach flavor I think would work with a seltzer uh, pretty well. That'll round out my four with just a mixed berry. You know, Ooh. get a little bit of blueberry, a little bit of raspberry, a little bit of a little bit of blackberry. Just mix it all in and get the get the mixed berry variety there to top it off. Uh, no one specific sure. fruit, just throw them all in there. Sure. I like that back for sure. Sounds like we got a summer back on our hands. Yeah, that's a summer back for sure. Um, Aiden, would you like to go, Mister um, Referee, Judge, Jury, Player, Owner? Coach of the White Claw National Championship. I'd love to. And I took a bit of a different uh, approach here. I had to rest California. Uh, sure. I'm calling in from across the across the states here. Um, I have the Napa Pack. So we got four <laughs> flavors flavors in here. We got uh, rose, the one we discussed 
the idea. Um, easy flavor. People are comfortable with it. It already kind of exists in its various forms out there. Right. Then we got the sparkling Shiraz. So this is a bit more on the nose. Dry red. Um, or drier red, I should say. Than, sure, sure. Than rose, obviously. Um, so a bit of an acquired taste. Definitely the, uh, the outlier, I would say, of the pack. But it's going to be some, some people's favorite, some people's least favorite. That's right. Okay. Right. That's the kind of controversy we live for from White Claw. Um, next we've got the champagne. So you knew it was coming. <laughs> you knew it was going to be in this pack. Um, if for any reason people aren't digging, like the sparkling white grape, I was thinking maybe a sparkling pineapple. Uh, they make pineapple wine uh, in Hawaii and in some other kind of tropical places, and it's super good. I wouldn't replace it over um, champagne personally for the mass appeal, but something to think about. Sure, sure. And then, what could be left? I took a little page out of Hozier's book this week, <laughs> and I'm thinking cherry wine. Sweet cherry wine is going to be the last uh, the last flavor to round out this pack. Um I envision it being very artificial place, uh, very artificial tasting, but right. just delicious. Lots of sweetness on the nose, especially when you compare it with the uh, the sparkling Shiraz. Shiraz. So definitely, definitely an acquired taste of a pack. Um, but I can just see the biddies drinking this on the park here every Saturday. You're not targeting a key crowd here, which is the female. Right. <laughs> I think that cherry wine one would be like a... I feel like that cherry wine one could be like the mango and like, you know, play by itself. Like be a solo pack. Cherry wine, it must be the teaser. Sure. Champagne, I'm confused on the champagne filter flavor. Like, when you just put champagne in the can... I don't know. That's up to the that's up to the experts that uh have like all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm an idea guy. D, don't question great. Don't question greatness, man. We call, him, we call him flavor man for a special request. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out, Bob. What if he has any cookies? Cheezle. Terrible. Hot dog flavor, like Bob. Shouts out, Bobby Vlasic, there for you. <laughs> Um. All right, big deal. Last but certainly not least. Yeah. So uh, earlier, I believe somebody mentioned it, <coughs> D, uh, about strawberry kiwi. Um, you know, kiwi strawberry flavor, something like that. So I'm definitely, uh, definitely in on that. That's one of my favorite like flavor combinations. Uh, I think that that would be a great. Uh, flavor for not only um, kind of introducing here for the summertime if they were to roll out a new pack within the next you know month or so but overall i think that would be a pretty good flavor so sure. i think that's a that's a solid yeah, strike I, there i like the emerson kiwi first there that's a, that's a powerful there. what's that the uh the idea of the kiwi first before strawberry right right like uh just something different it's like a, oh a kiwi strawberry it's like right. oh like what <laughs> Like, I don't know. What the, anyway, um, so then also, um, you mentioned a blueberry flavor. For me, I like blueberry. I like coconut. So I said, what about a blueberry coconut of some sort? You know, that's that kind of. Perfect. I was it's it's nice and smooth. You know, great. Um, you know, kind of crisp flavor from that blueberries. 
uh, you know, taste there. Uh, my other two, I don't know if it's going to be like a Gatorade kind, but a grape flavor. I think a grape flavor would be really good. Um, nothing really on the board right now as far as it kind of hits a grape flavor, you know what I mean, profile-wise. Like We're not nothing. trademarked, so if you want a Gatorade flavor, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then my fourth one would be something that is kind of, you know, also kind of, uh, you know, summer vibe here is a, you know, popsicle kind of thing going here. Orangesicle. Sure. Like a creamsicle or an orangesicle? I mean, you know, leave it up for your interpretation here. I think so. Just to, I think an orangesicle, like an orange, like a, a orange cream flavor. I think a like a red, white, and blue popsicle one would be really good. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, just, just like a bomb pop. Yeah, just a bomb pop, like a bomb claw. Yeah, a bomb. Oh, wow. A bomb claw would be nice. What's that? You know those rocket pops, like popsicles, Dean, Aiden. Uh, I could not tell you what flavor they are because I haven't had one. Right? Yeah, it's a mixed. Berry. I would imagine so. Yeah, so Doge has already claimed the flavor. You can use that uh, microwave. Well, you had mixed berry, right? Uh, that'd be, that'd be good. Bomb pops are different than a mixed berry. Yeah. Right. I think the pop is cherry. I think that's the only difference. Yeah. So it's a mixed berry well, and cherry. Mixed cherry. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's and it's all the flavors in the bomb. Because they're all just. That's so what bomb. I was thinking with the bomb one. Or they're just like an America flavor, you know. Just, but it's the popsicle itself. Like, like it's just it's the Americlaw flavor. If you will. If you will. If you will. Um. Okay. So we need to now discuss who's we think are the best two packs, correct? And then we're gonna. Put them online, see who has the best pack overall. So, um, I don't know if mine should count because mine is like I don't you can know. Put yours in there. You can put yours in the higher quality pack itself, or just leave it. Just put both together. What are you saying? I think, I, I think the best was like we could separate pages from the unique. Okay, so like maybe so like have three different kinds. Combo up me and Aiden, and then go against like a normal flavor pack, or like right, not right. like a not like eccentric, I guess is better way to say it. Right. Okay, I'm here for that. So then. So I have. Riptide Rush, Glacier Freeze, Mountain Dew, Baja Blast. Sure. So, and then what are yours now, Aiden, again, just so everybody remembers. And then we'll all pick, I guess. Rosé, Sparkling Shiraz, Champagne, and Cherry Wine. Okay. So I think... Honestly, I'd rather not... I don't know if ours makes sense together. I'd rather just roll with yours. Okay. Where if we just need to pick one, let's just roll with yours. I mean, you went through all the trouble to get those contracts. I mean, keep the Napa pack for uh, next time we need to raise money for the next uh, California fire. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, so back pocket that. Trademark, we trademark that, we trademark that. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. So, the
combo will be facing up against the uh, natural flavors. Maybe that's what we could call it, like artificial versus natural. Um, so maybe one, of, maybe all of us pick one flavor from that, from these options, and then that's the pack. Sure. So like everybody bring their favorite flavor, or like. Or no, why don't we just vote on the whole packs? Like, like it's like a whole, like, your pack versus Doge's pack versus Dill's pack. I mean, I guess we could, okay. we could throw Aiden's in there, too. Like, who, like, who do we like, who's, do we like the best? Rather than trying to separate all the flavors. I like, yeah, I just like, I just like some of Dill's, like, I was, I like some of Dill's flavors and Dill's ideas, you know, or Doge's ideas. And I didn't want to, like, completely disregard Blueberry Coconut in some manner, you know? Sure. Um, like two diddles, I could just put in mine. That's what I'm saying. I just want pineapple in the mix. So you guys are mer- you guys are merging companies. I'm with that. <clears throat> I mean, I don't care how we do this. I just somebody's got to come up I'll against Team Pepsi. I'll consolidate with Bill and put a pineapple to his strawberry and his blueberry, and then the fourth one would be like we could have Doge's. One of Doge's options, or you know, both strawberry kiwi out, or one of those out. This is wild. So we could do anything. Yeah, there's certainly a plethora. A lot of, of a lot of trade offers on this draft pick. We can make the first fifteen pack and have five flavors in our ball. No, you can't do that. I mean, we each essentially made a Mount Rushmore. We could honestly just post them all. Might as yeah, we might as well. I will say, if I had to buy one just to get the ball rolling on just some combo, I liked Doge's the best. Well, summer pack. I liked the summer pack. The summer pack was nice as hell. We need pineapple in there, though. I'm gonna be honest. What is Doge's? I I had pineapple in there, and then when D said it, I I swapped it out for the blood orange. Wow. Yeah, I could take blood orange off the picture map for sure. <laughs> the picture map. Yeah, whatever that is. I, I blood orange is just iffy to me. The stretch. Yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge orange fan. But I had pineapple on that one. I love a good orange. But blood orange and oranges aren't the same flavor. That's why you have the nice orange creamsicle. It's nice and smooth. It has the orange flavor, citrus, yeah. all you're looking for, and then boom, you have the cream. See, I don't, I don't like pineapple, so I, that's why I was a big fan of Doge's. Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm also not a big yeah, wine so drinker. Just to call it out, orange creamsicle, very summer. Very summer. Very summer. A pack like that. A popsicle pack would be lit, dude. Pop pack. I agree. Wow. Like your orange creamsicle. We talked about the Americlaw. You know, the popsicle flavor, the bomb pop. Um, what else would you do? Iconic popsicle. I don't know. Maybe there's just a two. It's like a, it's a two pack, where they just double the flavors. It's like a battle pack. Right, right. The battle pack idea. I love it. See which one sells more. Battle pack is nice, dude. Was anybody else? So should we let everybody like? Put out their first team claw. Like I know Doge was just trying to put in pineapple in there. Like, was anybody else trying to like? Pineapple wasn't my top one. 
but I had it in there until D said it. Okay, but I'm saying like, was anybody else like hesitant to put one in because someone else put one in there? Is like they could like change it up now if they'd like. I don't know. We don't have to have all different flavors. I think flavors. we're getting somewhere. I, I think we're getting somewhere with the summer back. I this, think we got pineapple, very summer. We got orange creamsicle, very summer. Mm-hmm. But we got a lot of options. Oh, we're adding to the summer pack with every, what we've got so far? I can do it. Or you're just saying we need to get the summer pack ideas rolling? What were those and other ideas besides peach and what orange? I had the strawberry lemonade and the mixed berry. Well, yeah, I could do strawberry lemonade instead of strawberry lemonade. Mixed berry would be really good, yeah, too. Strawberry lemonade. Mixed berry, I feel like, like, I feel like Truly tried it in there. Well, that's because they're Truly. Why how f- different would it be than raspberry? Right. How different is it, actually? About two berries different. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. I think Truly did do that, so we can we can mix the mixed berry. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Yeah, it's a name. People want to people want to try that. That's a yeah. good flavor okay. for sure. And I'm fine with mixing my blood orange and just dropping in the orange cream sickle. I prefer orange cream sickle anyway. So it's yeah, a good call. Uh, I mean, I, I like that a lot. It gets everybody in the mix. Right. Um, yeah, it's a good pack. All right. Wait, give... so what's the fourth one? Pineapple, right? Blueberry pineapple. No. Blueberry coconut. Blueberry. What about like peach mint? I thought peach was in peach there. Peach mint? Is that a, a yeah, pear? I don't know. You could do Summer. a vanilla peach. No, that's cream peach. Like a blueberry mint? Blueberry peach. Blueberry peach. <laughs> peach berry. <laughs> Peachberry. <laughs> the snozberries taste like snozberries. Um, I don't know any other flavors that people like were gonna add to their pack but didn't that they just think would be a good flavor. Not necessarily like fits the summer pack or the Pepsi pack, but uh, just a flavor you might like to see. So I think a good combination would be uh like blue raspberry. Jelly Rancher, you know, if you were to have oh, you get the little, candy companies involved, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you get a little, yeah, a little dessert, yeah. I like, I like the idea of blueberry being involved in it. <laughs> I'm a big blue raspberry guy, so I would get down with that for sure. Is blue raspberry different than blueberry? Yeah, because it's that, it's that like, you know, like a blue airhead, like that's like blue raspberry. It's just like not a real yeah, blue raspberry would be a savage flavor. A what? Savage flavor blue raspberry. Oh right, yeah, exactly. Um, it's like that more artificial, not like a real blueberry. Like, not that blueberries are bad, but right. blue raspberry is that that popsicle or that dum dum you always want to get. Like, you're like, oh yeah, dude, give me that blue raspberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue raspberry, yeah. best dum dum flavor ever. Right. 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 And it creates it creates jobs because people like raspberry already. Right. Yeah, just blue raspberry. Blue raspberry slaps for sure. All right, so strawberry lemonade, orange critical, blue ras, pineapple, pineapple. That sounds good to me. I would drink all of those right now. Yeah, I would. I would have one of those right now. Oh 
God. I wish we could all share one right now. Terrible. Yeah, we're sending this in right now. Yeah, we should. We'll let them know. We better get sponsored if we do, though. Just send, if they just send us the first pack, we just would that be them. so sick? Oh, crush them. Just imagine they send us their first pack and they're like, "All right, you guys got to debut this on your first show." And we're just like, "Here we." You guys just have to like, like we just gotta have D come down for the tasting, like Doge as well. Get Aiden there. Number one flavor man gave us one option to make a mystery flavor, and you chose hot dog flavor. Who chose that? Manker chose hot Baker dog. did hot dog with ketchup. That's such a terrible yeah. I don't remember <laughs> that. soda flavor. Mmm, that's so awful. <laughs> Everyone else did, like, chocolate pomegranate, like, stuff that would actually taste good. Right, and he's like, you're just like, let me just do a hot dog with ketchup. <laughs> God, that's so gross. God dang. All right, boys. Well, we appreciate you being on. Please uh, share the pod, share the tweet and the poll. We'll see what uh, who's got the best flavors. Um, and then we appreciate you being on, as always. Looking forward to the 2021 White Claw National Championship. Um, Dean, we might have you on again for some maybe some more uh, music concert talk or something. I know we got to talk about the, the Fresh Makers here at the end. So, um one more time, Aiden. Uh, let your well. If you've got anything to plug, uh, please go ahead and do that right now. And then D will let you do the same. Sure. All right, I'm plugging uh, self isolation, people. Don't be an idiot. Right. That's all I got. Stay home. Protect your neighbor. D. That's it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Right. You know, I know we, uh, some we crackers and some water for sure in between drinks, no doubt. Yeah, just something to get, just something to get the tongue falling a little bit uh, more smoothly. Um, and I want to shout out, give a little nice um, plug to house party. Um, anytime you guys want to throw a party, send me the invite. I am very welcome to joining any house party at any time. Um, really a fan of the quick draw um, application in that app. So uh, yeah, house party. Sure. Quality app for sure. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Um, thank you for being on, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you back on soon. Yep. Thanks, you know, Thanks for the call. Take yep. care, guys. Peace, guys. Thanks for having me. Peace, gentlemen. Peace. All right, gentlemen. Moving on now to halftime. I'm going to pass it off to you, Doge, first. Can you let us know where we can find the clubhouse specific stuff um, on our social media outlets? Of course. Hop on to Facebook. You'll find us at The Clubhouse. And on Twitter and Instagram at Clubhouse underscore TCSN for any specific posts regarding our pods or uh, anything that's mentioned here on our specific podcasts. You can hop to those social media sites and find us there. Boom. Sure. Dill, I'll pass it off to you. Where can we find the uh, Cheap Seats Network specific stuff? All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the Cheap Seats Network, you can find us on Facebook. Type in search bar. Four simple words. The Cheap Seats Network. 
Sure, sure, sure. It's nice and simple. Cheap seats. All right. On Twitter, you can find us at the Cheap Seats SN for. We taking any guesses this week? Mm. No. Sick. Mm. Nebula. So with the virus involved here, we'll go with science and nature. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So for the uh, cheap seats, science and nature channel. That's a good channel. Good channel. <laughs> but. Twitter at the Cheap Seats SN. So check us out, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect. We uh, we appreciate it. Uh, also, on our uh, clubhouse page that Doge, Doge mentioned earlier, hopefully we can add this to the Cheap Seats page as well. We're gonna have a tweet with our you know T-shirt survey. Um, hopefully we're gonna get that um, out there soon, and we're gonna have uh, you know we have T-shirts, we have sweatshirts, we have koozies. Um, so be looking for some of that merchandise. Uh, all the proceeds are going to, um, getting Dylan some new cleats so he can make the XFL. So we'd really appreciate you guys. Um, no, all the proceeds just go to, uh, supporting the pod, getting Doja Mike out there. Um, you know, maybe some better editing software, etc. Um, but we appreciate all the support we can get and then all the, uh, exposure too by people, um, representing our merchandise. So we appreciate that. Um, special shouts out to uh, Aiden, uh, D, Nick Chagan, and then Maya as well for guesting on this episode. We really appreciate that. So without further ado, we're going to move on here to our second half and talk about Rotobud with Nick and Maya. All right, everyone. We want to introduce the new fantasy service. Uh, I believe the name is still workshopping right now, but uh, it's called Rotobud right now. So joining us today is my good friend from college, college roommate, uh, Nick Chagan and his buddy Maya. So um, I'll give uh, the mic over to you guys right now. Why don't you uh, just go ahead and describe uh, what this app or service might look like, and then we'll uh, get a little segment based on it afterwards. So uh, the floor is yours, gentlemen. All right, sounds good. So yeah, this is Maya. Uh, what happened basically is Nick and I got interested in this idea because uh, the problem we're looking to solve is that in many ways, playing fantasy sports is pretty lonely. Like, if you think about it, when you're playing, like, if you're just watching a game with friends, family, or something like that, there's a, there's a big communal kind of feel to it. But when it comes to fantasy sports, you're just kind of by yourself. And there's an old adage that nobody will hear about your fantasy team. So we wanted <laughs> to actually fix that, and that's what our startup's looking to do. And it's not just about telling somebody about your team, but in a sense, having a sort of personal coach. And the idea is that uh, this person, as we're calling it right now, is a Rotobud. It's, it's a one-on-one coach that you have that will basically help you set your lineup, uh, check the waiver wire, to figure, out, figure out who you want to put in a claim for, help you with the draft, all kinds of things like that. Um, and the difference is that this person actually knows your team really well, and they're going to be with you throughout the season. And um, the thing that, that was really appealing to Nick and I about this is that we think this is solving a really big problem because so many people um, – if they're looking for fantasy advice, they write into Matthew Barry, you know, an email to get to get on the podcast, or they they write to like, you know, a fantasy writer, you know, like at NFL.com or Yahoo Sports or whatever. And really, your chance of actually getting your your question answered is in the like ten thousand to one area. You know, it's right. not going to happen. So 
and that's why we really love the idea of having this fantasy startup service where you actually have a one-on-one coach working with you throughout the season. Um, so that's kind of from the user side, from the person playing the fantasy. So who are these people? Uh, the idea is that we would get um, basically, you know, test out people and find um, individuals who are just really knowledgeable about startups, and they would be basically the coach. And the thing that Nick and I like about this is that, you know, I, I use the analogy of if you are a brain surgeon and you meet some people at a party, you're very unlikely to meet somebody who says, listen, man, I didn't go to college for anything medical, but, dude, I know brain surgery just as well as you do. But if right. somebody who is a, is a professional fantasy like writer does meet people at a party, they're likely to meet somebody who's just like, what the hell, man? I know this stuff just as well as you. Why am I working in a sandwich shop and even to work for you know NFL.com or Yahoo does sports or stuff like that? So we think there's a lot of people out there who know a lot about sports and could give great advice. It's our job to find those people and to match them up with people who want great advice so they can be doing that on a weekly basis throughout their season. Sure, sure. And one of the main reasons we want to talk to you all is because you all are maybe those, maybe those coaches, right? Those sports junkies who are extremely knowledgeable about every sport, but particularly as part of fantasy sports, baseball, basketball, and football, and would be the kind of people that Maybe for part-time work, you, you, you consult with, you know, three three fantasy players um, on a monthly basis. And you make a little extra money on the side. Or maybe, like, you're a college student and you really have a job. Or you're like working, you know, at the bartender part-time. You just do some extra cash and watching a ton of sports. Um, and, and, and just, just all things, like, a little bit of context as to, like, what Maya and I do for a living. Uh, we both work for a nonprofit called Three Day Startup. And we travel to universities um, around the world and teach college students how to start businesses. Um, and so another reason that we're doing this also is kind of to track the progress of starting a business like via a documentary. So so right, right now we're, 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 like, we're in the, the very, very early stages of, of talking to potential customers, talking to potential coaches, getting an idea of what this could even look like. And so this, this whole interview is also like a content that could be a part of that documentary as we kind of trace the you know the the origin of starting a business and kind of what that process looks like. But this is kind of a phase where we're getting a lot of feedback from potential users, coaches. to kind of hash out what this may look like. And you, uh, gentlemen, like are just the cream of the crop in terms of people who who may uh, have enough of a stake in their fantasy team to want to pay for a weekly or monthly uh, coach, or the person who may want to be a coach for a fantasy player who doesn't know a lot about their team or about the league at all. Maybe, like, you know, this person just playing for fantasy because their coworkers want them to, and they don't even know. They couldn't name a receiver on the Patriots, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that, that's kind of the gist of it. So, like, um, first question I have, at least, just to, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have all the answers, to right now. I know you said it's kind of um, in the early stages, but... Um, what, what would you ideally, like, have someone, uh, pay for this service? Like, um, would they pay, like, per team, or would they pay, like, for, like, a monthly fee, and then they could have, like, you know, three or four teams that they're getting advice on from different, um, you know, <clears throat> you know, I don't know, experts, as you will, or, like, yeah. gurus, if you will, so, um. We were just working on that. <laughs> let, me, let, let, let me first ask you, um, if you were someone who wanted to sign up for the service, let's say that, that you could um, have like a 30-minute consultation with a coach per week, right, for each fantasy week, and they'll give you an overview of waiver wire, kind of like a start-to-analysis of your team, um, you know, analysis of, of the handcuffs, who on the waiver that you could pick up, 
what might you pay for this kind of service? Hmm. Or would you pay at all? Probably not because you're a private person who knows a lot about fantasy anyways and does research themselves. So this is uh, Dylan here. So as far as something kind of uh, with that, one of my questions would be, you know, obviously, like you said, this is the beginning, but um, it'll become, you know, how in-depth is the service? You know, uh, are you just talking to random guys every week? Are you staying with the same coach? So, like, obviously, uh, all of those details would have to be hammered out for me as a consumer to want to invest in something like this, being that it's a, a new a new concept and a new idea because back when fantasy was first starting, um, you know, people were doing it in newspapers and having to trust, you know, the stats that would come out and this and that. So like you've seen how things change now where it's so fast paced. I mean, they have fantasy uh, everything, you know, and you can bet everything live sports. So the way that people handle these teams, um, you know, it's much different than back then. Like they do have that sense of ownership. And I know that for me as a, as a player, a coach, you know, manager of a team, um, that I sometimes get stuck on, okay, I remember a couple of years ago when I had a, a huge amount of injuries and my top overall pick, Le'Veon Bell, held out. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> right. so, and get this. So, like, right. we, some inside info would have been huge like, there, for sure. Before the season started, I was offered um, oh, yeah, that's terrible. Calvin, uh, oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. Was it David Johnson? Um, no, it was uh, Alvin. It was Alvin Kamara. Oh, and, no. uh, oh yeah. man! So I was like, I was like, Calvin. I was like, no, 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 Alvin Kamara. So you know, it was funny. Um, you know, just the way that I had to adjust through that season, and, and you know, I definitely could have used something like this. Be like, hey, should I take this offer? And, and having that consultation. Um, so it really depends on how in depth the service goes, but um, you know, if it's a monthly rate or you know a flat fee. Um, it kind of just depends on the structure of it, I guess, at the end of the day. Right. But, I mean, it definitely, yeah. like, the demand is there. You know what I mean? Like, there is a, a demand there, so just depends yeah. on how it's set up. And, and I, 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 you know, I, I don't know if we need to get too bogged down in details around what right, right. it look like, but, uh, like, what, what, what we're thinking is, like, if you wanted to do it, like, on, on an ad hoc basis, right, maybe, like, week one, week five, during the playoffs is when you only want to sign up the service. Maybe it's like 15 bucks sure. for one week. But if you wanted to do like on a monthly basis, which for the NFL season is a quarter of the entire season, then like you pay like 50 bucks, which, you know, if you were to, if you were to break out four weeks at $15, that's $50. So you're saving money either a monthly service, right? Or if we're going to do the whole season, then that's,
advice you could give look like? Um, so I'll go here real quick. Uh, first thing, I think I would use this service, Nick, on your, like, mentioning. Obviously, we all are uh, pretty well ver- versed in sports, fantasy guys. You know, we all are in a, at least a couple leagues a year. But I would use this to maybe join a, uh, you know, a league with, like, a lot of people where there's a lot of competition or, like, maybe a potentially, like, a more high-stakes league. So I've got a little, maybe a little bit more money on the line, so I need a little more competitiveness. Or, like, I could see, like, a more average person using this in, like, a work uh, league, you know, a little pride league rather than some money, uh, to, you know. Family league. Right, a family league with all the cousins or something like that, you know, a neighborhood league. Uh, you know, all the dads getting together, you know, somebody wants a little edge up on somebody, like, absolutely could see that happening. But a lot of leaps. what I would really love it for, even as, you know, I don't uh, if you want to call me an expert, you can. Um, I would, uh, I'm not going to take that title for myself. But uh, I would love some help um, Tuesday evening, maybe even Tuesday morning, to talk about the waiver wire and some of the guys that are going to be good next week. You know, hey, let's say – um, you know, Le'Veon Bell's holding out. Why don't you pick up James Conner here week two if he's available, hypothetically. Um, or, you know, you've got somebody gets hurt, you know, you need a backup quarterback or somebody's going to get hot that nobody's had. They haven't thought about this guy because he's a rookie um, like uh, McLaurin right now or for the Redskins, I believe, was a good like name for that last year. So I think that's where I would really use the service. But I could absolutely people see or see people using it for – you know, the draft tips or for, hey, I need to set my lineup. I've got four really good receivers in three spots. Like, who should I sit and start? It's a tough week. Um, that's another way I could see people totally using this service as well. Um, Doge, what do you think? Um, any ways that you would use the service dif- uh, differently or any examples um, similar to what I gave, I guess? Yeah, obviously I was going to kind of go in and saying, given a Tuesday or Wednesday notification of, of guys to look out for available in the waiver wire, but also just, you know, if there are any other injuries or reports or anything that comes up, if you receive even an alert from the coach saying, hey, you know, this guy was downgraded from probable to questionable or to doubtful. Right. Um, picking up, you know, someone in this position, here's my good suggestion of someone that's available in a lot of other leagues. Um, just providing alternatives for something that they already know you're weaker on or you need to keep an eye on throughout the week. Um, so, like, even if that was just something that rang in as, like, a notification on your phone, hey, keep an eye out for yeah. replacing position this week. Yeah. Bill, let me ask you a question. You mentioned um, would it be the same coach the, the entire year or would it be, like, somebody different every week? How much does it matter to you that's the same person that you're with all year long, all season long? Yeah, so so I guess the deeper uh, reason um, that I was kind of asking and um, I brought up the detail, I'm an analytics kind of guy. I like numbers. I like um, stats and, and this and that. And uh, longtime listeners of the pod, they know I always always bring it up. And thank God we have a great stats team on, on deck here at uh, you know, the clubhouse. But sure. um, anyway, so we'll shout out. Right. But I guess the deeper point I was looking at is as far as like um, maybe having like a coach rating or like a success, like a happiness or something like that. So it's what if you like, could like, what so if you had, what if you had the power to fire that? Like, I don't know. Fire is like the wrong word, but like, what if you could fire the coach? Like you, like you're, became, like, you're your own of GM league. of the team. Like, oh, that's and you're like, yo, this guy, like he gave me awful advice week one. He's fired. 
bring in somebody else that's got a, maybe a better review, and then you you'll feel like it. you feel like you've got some power of that control. Maybe that guy comes in week two. Oh, you can stick him around. You could sign him on to the monthly thing, or you could bring him back. Like that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe the I love that. and then you can yeah. kind of. Like, I think that I would I would love that ability. Like, dude, like this fantasy coach is trash. Like, let me fire him. Just like a little, like if you're going with like apps and stuff like that, when you're thinking about like the concept of how those work and stuff, um, for me, one of the things that I always questioned was what about the people who shouldn't be on there reviewing or they're always on there dogging people and you look at their profiles and the only thing they review are one stars and they always have crappy reviews. So if you have some sort of way to kind of filter like the average star that somebody gives out, like it kind of gives a little bit of credibility going both ways, but or whatever, however the system works, yeah. whatever that looks like. Um, but well, it's, kind of, it's kind of like real sports, you know, if you think about it, like, like look at a guy like Bill O'Brien, you know, just with the DeAndre Hopkins trade. And now, you know, like you look at like, he already had a riff with his general manager, and one point you're like, this guy's just kind of an a-hole, you know, and, yeah. and like, where at first you sort of thought like, oh, maybe there's a real problem here, but now you're like, no, he's the problem. Yeah. You know? So, um, I also like the firing idea because unlike a one-star review, you know, coaches get fired all the time in real sports, and it doesn't always mean they're bad coaches. Sometimes just like, it's not a good fit, you know, sorry, you had a really bad quarterback, and we lost for three seasons in a row. This is just the way it works. It doesn't mean you're a bad coach. It just happened. Right. So in the same way, like, the coaches in our system, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad coach. It's just like, hey, it's just, it just didn't work out for you this time, you know? Right. right. And kind of like what you guys are saying with the – um, waiver wire. Um, so like maybe some coaches' strengths are their waiver wire. I know. Right. I know. I was just about to say that. Like you want the analytics, I'd rather have like the waiver wire. That's well, what like I'm, I'm just saying, like some people are looking at things like, oh my gosh, they're waiver wire, or they're really good at trades, and right. you know, coming up with good ideas for trades, and you know, if they're doing a a multi year league where you actually have draft picks that continue on in the next year, you can trade a player for a draft pick or. You know, kind of yeah, just good looking things. Keeper finder, right? Yeah. So looking at things kind of like that, um, there are multiple ways that you know a coach can fit with a, a, a person in this situation um, as the coach of the team. Um, you know, whereas like you guys just said in, in real life, the coaches is um, you know not always a great fit. So it's kind of the same premise, and I think that having that competition that hey, I want to be a great coach. You know, aren't you know if, if I was coaching somebody. The reason why I'm giving out advice is because I'm trying to help them at the end of the day. It's not because yeah, I'm trying yeah. to see their, you know, team, um, you know, uh, you know, go poorly, you know, right. and perform yeah. poorly or something like that. Where I'm like, I'm looking for his loss. I'm like, ah, oh, like I'm, I have a friend who's highly invested in the league and I want him to lose or something. You know what I mean? So like there needs to be, um, you know, something like that. But I, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. And I think that there's a lot of ways um, to make it work and have it fit. So. Totally. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you uh, another question about, about, kind of, um, about, about like hiring coaches. Like, if you were to like, send an application to look for coaches, maybe people like yourselves who would be interested in being a fantasy coach or a player, what might the application process look like? Well, how, like, how might you vet interested coaches? Would you ask them to send in like proof of them winning their, winning their 
there, um, and you have, you know, these players injured, like who might you suggest to pick up, um, et cetera, et cetera. So what, the, what would that probably look like for you if you were to, uh, you know, look for coaches? Um, so I don't think just sending in, like, like, hey, look, I won a bunch of leagues um, is good proof because, you know, they could be playing against some awful competition. I think if you had some quiz, like, obviously, jokingly, like, they have the Wonderlick. Like, what if you had your own kind of quiz that's like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you would put that together, but, like, some little kind of sports knowledge quiz about, like, who's moved recently or, you know... If so and so is injured, like who would you take from these backups or something? I'm not sure so, how that would look, but oh yeah, go ahead, Dell, and then we'll get to Doge here. I know he had a point, but I know I was just asking. Are you asking for like the no, qualification right. of the coaches or the qualification yeah. that like yeah, like from the app standpoint or from the person like if, whose team it is? The coach. Like if you wanted to apply, what would the application be? Okay. Like is what the question? I like how do you qualify somebody as a coach? Right. Yeah. One thing okay. I would like to add to that, um, Nick, that I think would be kind of interesting is not just like, I, you know, you can quiz them with some questions like, you're, you're stuck with this, you got this situation, what do you do? You know, how do you handle this? I think another one thing is like, what's your philosophy? You know, because I think right. in, in real sports, there's always a philosophy, you know, like what do you what do you believe in? And then I think in, in fantasy, it's the same way. You know, you know somebody's philosophy is all about like, Running backs, um, or, I don't know, you know, the way they perceive running backs and tight ends or the flex spot or, right. or how they perceive quarterback or something like that. So I think and, and it'd be kind of cool if you were actually like a user looking for a coach. It'd be really fun to see what their philosophy is. So you'd say that gels will be, or I don't like that. Like that's just not how I see things. It's the same way with like pairing a general manager and a coach. You got to have a similar philosophy, you know? No doubt. So, Doge, I know that you've been wanting to say something. So This, this kind of plays off of that too. So one thing that I think would be kind of cool is that if you're going through and maybe you even have a list of coaches that are kind of in front of you of ones that you could, you know, pick from that there's like a, a style or like a personality that that coach thrives on, whether one guy focuses yeah, on getting yeah. even on trades or, or waiver wire, but maybe one guy is great on optimizing lineups for like boomer busts, like right. based on matchups. Like he's going to get the, know, the highest percentage of possible points. Right. Yeah. So, like, let's say this guy's really good at optimizing lineups based on the the matchup that that player is facing specifically on the field. Like, let's say, you know, you have a running back that you know on all websites is going to be projected to getting lower points, but the run defense he's going against this week is ranked thirtieth in the league. You know, let's yep. let's put more put some more stock into this guy and optimizing lineups. But then maybe there's another guy that, you know. You you roll with the stars, but then he's great at building the building the roster more so than optimizing the lineup that you work with. So maybe there's like different personality traits or styles that you want to hire on as a coach. Maybe one that plays more safe and one that's willing to take a little bit more risk, just depending on the the customer or you know the the client's play style. So I think that I think that it um kind of all circles back with like it it has to be like a fit. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, with um, you know, you know how you play. What kind of you know what we've kind of been saying as far as maybe those people, maybe there are some people who are also looking for a different style because they're like, hey, I've sucked in the past. I've never win more than two games. You know what I mean? And I know there are people yeah. who who are just bad at fantasy. And it's right, like, yeah. dude, I look at their teams after a draft. I almost never look at my team and go, ugh. 
But typically, there are like a few people I play with, you know, every year that I see their team, and I know by week five they're going to be done playing because they're zero and four. They haven't scored over eighty points in the last two weeks. Haven't set a lineup in two weeks, and like those people, I think if they maybe have a little bit of a better draft or like an initiation into the league or something like that, like where our help could really come into play and keep them in the league longer, and at the end of the day, more competition for the leagues. So. Um, and that's what that's what we're all about here. You know, we're all about competition. You know, I, I think that we Absolutely. all miss that dramatically. Um, Need some sports <laughs> in our in our life here. A uh, little euphoria from uh, from that. But um, does that make sense? I wasn't sure if that kind of wrapped that up. All right, gentlemen. So, in honor of uh, like we said, workshopping the name Roto Bud. Um, we're going to give away some free fantasy advice here, um, right now, so we'll just go around the room here, I guess around the phones, if you will, um, and then, uh, everyone just give a name of a player that you think is going to have a big year next year, that move team, so not, um, you know, someone who stayed, but someone who's, uh, either signed in fantasy or, or was a trade, so, um, Nick and Maya, I'll let you guys go first since you're our guests. So, um, Nick, you can go first, then we'll have my, uh, who do you guys think would be a good fantasy pickup here, um, next year? Sure. Um, I hope I'm not stealing anyone's, uh, choice from this, but, I mean, I think just a no-brainer, I, I mean, here's the thing, like, I probably wouldn't pick him up in, in, in the, in, you know, in, in an earlier round, but I think Tom Brady's gonna have a big year. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you got, you got Mike Evans, you got Goblin, Cameron Bray, OJ Howard. Um, you still want to dump off to Ronald Jones, but you, you think he has options, and uh, and uh, you know that that offense is very very pass heavy. Um, they had Winston Brown all the time, so I feel like this, this is the kind of team that is a great setup for Brady. Going what 43 now, so we'll see. But that's what it's the guy. Right, yeah. Jameis had 42 turnovers total with fumbles and interceptions combined. And he was still a great fantasy quarterback. So imagine Tom Brady with all those weapons. I think it's going to be a good call there, Nick, for sure. Maya, what do you think? I'm kind of interested in uh, I'm kind of interested in Diggs going to, going to Buffalo. Um, I mean, what's kind of interesting is that Josh Allen, for a guy who you know coming out of Wyoming as a rookie, he was known as a big armed guy. You know, he's got this huge arm. But from what I've seen, he's actually not his, his passing numbers have not looked great. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens when he gets to Von Diggs. A guy with that kind of arm might be able to really deliver a lot of a lot more deep passes. So um, he's a guy that I'm interested in watching. How does Devon Diggs do with Buffalo? That'd be my pick. For sure, definitely a good pick. Uh, uh, I know we were talking about that as one of the the high ones um, <clears throat> for sure. And now he uh, he won't have uh, Adam Thielen ahead of him. He'll be the number Adam one, Thielen. so he won't be pouting he's um, he's on the, the sidelines either. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, think, I think him and uh, John Brown's. You know if. You know, those two together. They're going to be fast out there on, so, on the sidelines for sure. That's going to yeah, be good, yeah. good offense there. I'll go uh, here next. Excuse me. Um, I'll go with, um, I think, Hayden Hurst moving down to the Atlanta Falcons um, is going to be a quality pickup for here at the tight end position. Austin Hooper um, is on the move, so... He was the backup um, behind Mark Andrews there at Baltimore, so he didn't get as many looks, but he's still a quality tight end, um, ability to block and catch. So look for uh, Matty Ice to be dishing him some balls here next year. Um, Big Dill, what do you think 
um, about this here. What do you got here for another person who would be uh, a potential fantasy pickup? All right. Move. So my one team was was already uh, was already picked TB12. You know, going down to Tampa. So uh, you know, I'm a Tampa fan along with the Browns. Speaking right. of the Browns, you just mentioned Hooper on the move. Uh, super excited for this uh, two tight end set possibility. We have the two running back. Uh, um, you know, uh, I cannot think today. The two running back formation uh, possibility. Uh, so with with Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, and with Njoku and um, him coming in here, Hooper. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Baker to actually have some weapons and see if uh, Stefanski. And I'm not saying that they haven't had weapons because they did last year and they just choked. And Freddie Kitchens that whole year was just. Anyway, that's all. That's all we need to know about that. So Austin Hooper, baby. Sure, he'll 2020. be He'll be a good pickup for sure. Yeah, I don't, he's not going to drop. Yeah, he's got some offensive line help right now. I mean, other than the coaching stuff, he's, the offensive line is so bad. Yeah. You're on your back. So I think that's good. And they're going to definitely pick up a really quality offensive line at number ten in the draft this year. I would think so. And then they have the if you put Njoku and Hooper out on the sides, that's some good blocking help and both threats, so they can both uh, you know. Peel off there and go for some points. So um, two Pro Bowl wide receivers got some uh, good defensive guys. So we'll gotta get some playoff receivers, not yeah. Pro Bowl receivers. <clears throat> Doge, I know your name was taken. We won't say who, but uh, um, what do you have here? Now that you're the last, but not least, as always, who do you have? Um, I mean, one guy that you could kind of focus on, uh, that would be maybe just a, a good late round pickup. If you're looking for either a starting or a backup tight end still at that point, would be Tyler Eifert be moving to the Jags. Sure. Uh, had his old coordinator, Jay Gruden, there with him now, so familiar with his work. And, you know, it's always just been the question of whether or not he can stay healthy throughout the year. But I feel like, you know, you're working with a coach that already knows his talent, his skill set, um, for a team that, you know, has really been trying to fix a lot of things in their system. I think that'll be one that hopefully can be consistent, just obviously, like we're saying, uh, pending health. So if you can get him there at the late rounds, uh, that'll be good value. Um, no doubt. No, I, totally, I totally agree with Maya's on, on Stephon Diggs mm -hmm. uh, coming off of his biggest year um, with reception yards. You know, he had over 1,100 yards last year, was averaging almost 18 yards a catch, which is eight more than the year before. So... Long balls for Josh Allen's arm, hopefully opening up that offense a little bit. I think that'll be a huge pickup if you can get him, you know, a few rounds in. Yeah, and I think uh, Eifert, you know, being a good target for Minshew on the scrambling, you know, QB style, him kind of having that flair of kind of getting just plays, you know, and Eifert being able to have a big target there for him. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, Certainly. A couple of... Uh... I think an, uh, an obvious one, that's why I think nobody said it, uh, is just DeAndre Hopkins going over to the Cardinals. Um, he's going to be a big one. Um, I think that'll help Kyler Murray as well. Um, and then I also think uh, Todd Gurley and Teddy Bridgewater could be some sleepers as well, just for a couple other um, names to mention there. So unless anybody else has any uh, sleeper names, that is going to do it here, I believe. So, Dill, you got any extras here? Um, I mean, I think Emmanuel Sanders being a number two, sure, yeah. you know, behind Thomas is gonna be huge. Yeah, so no doubt on the Saints. Doge, any sleepers over there? Nope, nothing. 
I mean, we touched on some big dogs there. Right, I agree. We have well, a lot of names there. Uh, Maya or Nick, any names? Oh, go ahead, Doge. Go ahead. One guy I didn't think to bring up, but I think will actually have better production than he had in the last year or so is going to be Randall Cobb over in Houston now. Um, With Hopkins being gone, I mean, it's not necessarily an upgrade for them, but he's definitely going to be moving into more of a number one receiver role there for Watson. Um, So look at him at getting some some gained production there this year compared to what he had in Dallas last year. All right. I've got one final question before we sign off here, and it is just for Nick. Trubisky or Foles? Yeah, you gotta go. I'm, you gotta go with him, of course. <laughs> I was gonna say I was surprised you didn't pick him for the your fantasy sleeper. Hey, you know No doubt. I would think so. Well, all right, gentlemen, we really appreciate you joining us. Maya, thank you. Nick, thank you very much. Thanks, fellas. We're hoping, uh, Thanks, you guys. Can, hoping maybe we can be coaches eventually. So, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Please keep in touch. We appreciate it. Sorry this isn't as entertaining as the White Claw National Championship uh, rundown, but uh, <laughs> hopefully for the Shark Tech nerds, um, just for people who want to Hey, we'll, we'll put it, maybe we'll put it in the front so they, have to, they get through it anyway, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. This was fun. I enjoyed it at least. Yeah, no, this um, is, yeah. absolutely. Fun. Looking forward to the uh, the Roto Bud. Absolutely. So thank you, gen- thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Uh, hope you have a good evening. Yeah, for you guys. Thanks. Like I think for Nick and I being able to hash this idea with some other people and hear some things. You guys have some awesome ideas. So I know Nick and I will be really excited to talk this stuff over. So thanks so much for. Give me some time and give me some input. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, no problem. We appreciate it. And uh, once again, the uh, the boys from Roto Bud. So we appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. All right, so something we're going to do instead of a buzzer beater this week, since unfortunately there is not much you can look forward to in the upcoming sports world, we are going to be doing something um, with – we're workshopping the name, but right now – it is called the Clubhouse Wheel of Debate. So we have put in on this online uh, little website here called... Uh, I can't... I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll post about it. I'm sorry. I can't... I don't want to... Oh, wheeldecide.com. Excuse me. There it is. Wheeldecide.com, which is a funny little name. 
um, allows you to customize your own little um, like roulette wheel. And we have put in a bunch of different sports debates, major topics that are going on in the sports world right now. And um, at the end of this episode, we're going to spin uh, one one time and uh, see what we can debate about here. Just give our takes on what this is. And then uh, just be on the lookout for this in some future upcoming pods. So we're looking to feature uh, you know this maybe with a new name here this summer. So without further ado... The Wheel of Debate. Here we go. What a perfect question. What a perfect question that I have prepared research for today, actually. Do you think anyone would be able to beat the Team Kevin team that ESPN put out, which is Kevin Johnson, Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, Kevin McHale, and Kevin Love. So it's a team of Kevins, but their first names are all Kevin. So um, I thought about this today, and I was trying to think of some teams that could do this. So um, I know Doge was thinking of a couple teams as well. But uh, I think a team Chris would be a good team with uh, Chris Ford, Chris Paul, Chris Mello, or Chris Mello, Chris Mullen, excuse me. Um, Chris Bosch and Chris Weber. So I think Team Chris could be a good one. Um, Doge, did you have another one, potentially? I, I tried to find some other better ones. You know, I was trying to see if I could make a Tim work with Tim Hardaway and Tim Duncan. I tried to see if I could make an Andre work with Andre Drummond, Iguodala, Miller, but you really can't find any other better Andres outside of those three. Unfortunately, I think... You know, if there is someone that's going to be giving them a run for their money, it's probably your Team Chris. I think uh, Team Chris is good. I don't know, Dill, if you have another idea. I've, I had a couple that I was looking at today. Uh, team Mike, um, I couldn't fill out the roster, but I had Mike Bibby, Mike Jordan, Mike Finley. Um, so that's a couple names right there. Like I'm sure there's a center named Mike I could find. I just uh, didn't have the time to research that one. Uh, team Larry. Um Larry Bird, um, Larry Nance, junior and senior, and then Larry uh, Larry Drew as well. So a lot of Cav Cav love right there on Team Larry. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And then uh, is there someone else on that team? Uh, I don't have my phone right now. It's got all my answers. My brother has it at the moment, so I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. But. Um, it's Team Kevin, dude. They would beat everybody, unfortunately. Chris, Team Chris, Team Chris certainly gives them a run for their money. Especially if you load in Chris Kamen as like another big guy. Uh, maybe instead of Chris Ford, that way you can kind of match the size of Team Kevin with Kamen, Bosch, and Weber. Um, that might be a better team to face Team Kevin. But either way, Team Kev- you can't you can't have Durant and Garnett on the same team. Like they're gonna that team's gonna win. Nine times out of ten, I would think. Yeah, I can't come up with anybody, any names that would be like... Team LeBron? Yeah, if you had five Just one LeBron? (laughs) Just LeBron by himself, right? Like, no. Um, I saw somebody try to do, like... Carl? Team Carl? Somebody tried to, like, finagle, like, if you did Team James, and you did LeBron James, James Harden, 
um, James. James Worthy. Right, James Worthy, right. Like, there's, uh, you, you could figure out a way to do a James. Um, right. Okay. You can make Jason work? Get, like, Jason Kidd, Jason Tatum. Jason Terry, the Jet. Yeah. Wow, Jason Tatum, huh. sure. Team Jason's coming along. Jason. I don't know uh, if they have any big guys though. Who's, who's no, no, Jason no, no. Maxiel from UC? Who's Who's Jason? Uh, oh my gosh! I thought he was for the the Nets or the Magic. Uh, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. Jason Richardson. Oh, son! Team Jason's good. Okay. Team Jason's. Don't count him out. Don't count him out. <laughs> don't count him out. By any means. Run for the money, for sure. Do we just want to spin one more? That was a pretty lame debate. Like, there was not much debate with that one. They no, found come mode. They found the answer. Alright, let's give the people what they want. They want one more. Ooh, an interesting one. Brady or Belichick? Who gets to the Super Bowl first? Dill, I'll you first, being the Tampa fan. Who do you have here, Brady or Belichick? I gotta be a homer and go Brady. Yeah, you, you know you got to. You know I think that Brady definitely has a better chance with the weapons he has around him. Uh, Bruce Arians being one of those. I think him being in kind of a new environment is going to be good to kind of stimulate a little little TB12 or TB. TBXTB is what he trademarked, actually. TB times TB. Yeah. So, you know, great great fit there, if you think about it. TB squared. So, Sure. Uh, Belichick, I just don't think will get there quicker, just because I think Brady has to get there in the next, like, two years. Sure. And I don't think Bill will. Sure. Does if you say, sorry, what? I was saying, like, if you say over ten years, who gets more? I would. I mean, you'd have to say Bill just because of the ten ten year. You sure. know what I mean? Right. But Doj. I think Tom Brady's got the better chance. Um, I think you know in the next couple years, if he only plays for a couple years, it'll be hard for him to get there at all. Right. I think that's that's a pretty incredible feat. But I think he has a better chance. He's got two better. You know, he's got two incredible receivers. And Evans and Godwin, top ten, if not top five, uh, receivers um, in the league. Not something he's had in New England in quite some time. Um, so I think he's he's definitely got the better chance. It's always just such a big question mark uh, as to whether or not you can make a Super Bowl just basing it off of the quarterback position alone. You know, it's pretty uncommon that a team makes it to the Super Bowl with mediocre quarterbacking, and I feel like, you know, not even knowing who the New England quarterback's going to be for the next year, if not the next, you know, five years or so, then I think Tom Brady's definitely got a better chance to make it next before Belichick. Sure. Um, so the way I was looking at it was window of opportunity here. Um, I think Brady only has a, uh, two, three, I mean, I don't know how long he's going to play in Tampa or, or play, but, you know, I'm going to cap it at four years, five years, you know, but I'm sure he'd, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Um, for his career to, you know, chances to get a Super Bowl, and that's even if he does not get worse or deteriorate and, you know, he continues to play at the level he's at, which I think he will for now. 
But Belichick isn't his mind isn't going to deteriorate. He isn't going to lose his you know defensive play calling. You know I wouldn't think um, unless he starts getting ill um, for some reason, which nobody is going to wish anything like that on him. So I think Belichick gets back sooner because it is so hard to get to a Super Bowl. Um, the NFC is really strong right now. The Tom Brady's division is really strong right now with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan all also being there. So it's not like it's a cakewalk like in New England where Belichick has to go up against Darnold and um, you know Fitzpatrick and or Tua. And then also, um, I mean, Josh Allen's a pretty quality starter, but I think Belichick's proven that he can outsmart him or you know outdefend him uh, via coaching. So... Uh, I would have to give it to Belichick, but if you think that Tom Brady isn't going to be trying to go at these Super Bowls with the most fire I think he's ever had um, to try to prove that he can get there sooner than Belichick, then I think you're wrong. So I certainly am rooting for Brady to get there, uh, but if I was a betting man and I had to put money on it, I would bet Belichick. So um, that's my, my approach here. So I appreciate it, gentlemen. Appreciate you being on. That's going to wrap it up. Since we're not doing buzzer beaters here on this episode, we're just doing the Wheel of Debate. So, Dill, thank you for joining, as always. Yeah, absolutely. It was good uh, being on with you guys, along with all the different hooligans. Yep, a lot of, a lot of characters, a lot of guests on the show today, absolutely. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good chat. Chatting, chat, chat. Like, what the heck? Uh, Chit-chat, patty yeah, whack. Chit-chat. Doge. Thank you for chit-chat patty-whacking with us. We appreciate it. Does you want a bone? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure to be on the pod with you guys. So look forward to next time. Absolutely, man. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is The Clubhouse. <laughs>